Michael Kim, Wolf Sports Management. You got the wheels turning. You got the wheels churning. And uh, you sign in more guys as of late. But before we get into your new signee, uh, I want to go back to a couple weeks ago for Bellator 241. You know, you were there on ground zero, so to say, uh, during that, not even during the event, during to the during the lead up to the event. And uh, I wanted to pick your brain about some of the things that happened. Of course, uh, the event was canceled. A f what, what was it? How many hours did you know before the actual event was supposed to start? I want to say roughly like about it was around like noon, I believe it was maybe a couple hours before or after. I said like early, early afternoon, I would say is when it was canceled. Yeah, it was a stressful period of time, even in the few days leading up before the event, because uh, when I got up there, it was that Thursday and that was the same day where the NBA had suspended the rest of their season. So there was a lot of question going on, like, oh, what's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to other mainstream sports? So we were all wondering what was going on at the time. So a lot of people on Thursday, you know, the fighters, the managers, you know, personnel, you guys are talking to each other about, like, the cancellation of the show then, even on Thursday. Uh, not from an official capacity mm -hmm. necessarily. I mean, we knew that that was certainly a possibility based on, organization after organization making announcements pretty much by the hour on Twitter. You would see a new update on a new sport making delays or cancellations. So we knew that that was definitely a possibility. We knew weeks going in that, oh, maybe something will happen, but we have to be ready to work. So we went full force as if nothing was going on, preparing, uh, making weight, getting ready, training, and making sure that we'd be ready for the office, so to speak, on Friday. Was Marcus struggling with that? Or was that in his mind? Because, you know, I've talked to Marcus a few times and it seems like he wouldn't really, it wouldn't bother him that much. He would just, he's a very professional guy. He just goes in there and does what he needs to do. So yeah, Marcus, not much pep talk for him, right? Exactly. I mean, half the time he's giving me a pep talk. In fact, he's, he was the one give, that gave me a pep talk that week just because I was kind of scrambling around making sure everything and everyone was okay. And he's just like, dude, I need you to calm down, relax. It's okay. We'll be, we'll be all right no matter what. And, of course, he has a lot of people worry about him as well. And uh, he, you've talked to him yourself, like you said, and he's as mentally tough as they come. It wasn't a problem for him. He just handled it as he would any other type of situation where there was adversity to be dealt with. And we controlled what we were able to control and uh, move forward in that manner. The You know, you said around noon. So before that, you guys had no idea, you know, that, it was even a possibility you guys were going forth as the event as if the event was going to happen and then once you got the news you know how did that happen yeah so first i believe it was the evening before after weigh-ins i want to say uh they announced that it would be closed doors so just the event is going on no spectators and then um we once we found out uh that saturday uh, then, you know, that's when I knew it was, it was official. They, uh, uh, gave me a call. I spoke with, uh, Jane Estioko, Rich Chow over at Bellator, and they explained to me that it was being canceled based on the circumstances that were going around, going around regarding, uh, the coronavirus. So in a way we were 
I don't want to say we were relieved because uh, we, we were ready to go. We were ready to fight. Marcus was hungry to fight. But in my opinion, like even under perfect circumstances, a perfect fight camp, no distractions, mm-hmm. fight's hard. You're going to get hurt. And uh, to go into a fight with that in the back of your mind, for any of us, for, uh, for the fighter, for the coaches, for anyone, uh, that's just an added variable that you don't necessarily want to be want to deal with. Because there's a huge difference between canceling the event and postponing the event. We figured that out recently, you know, with uh, what the UFC is doing. And they canceled the event. They paid the fighters. Uh, how big of how big of it is for them to actually pay the fighters? Is is there something in the contract about if you do make weight, you you get paid, right? Uh, yes, there's there's certain provisions in contracts uh, that you know I, I'm not at the liberty to discuss mm-hmm. my fighters' contracts uh, per se, but um, you know they technically, uh, I mean, we, we showed up, we weighed in, we were ready to go, and when we got the word that it was canceled, I mean everyone was wondering, well, what's going to happen then? And before we even had to ask, they told us, Jane, SEO for Rich Chow, Bellator, they told us that, listen, we're going to take care of you guys. You're going to be paid your show money, your win money, and even your ticket commission. So they are, I mean, I, w- I was blown away. I was like, I was on my way back home from the hotel after they canceled the event. Uh, I got a call from them, and that's when they explained it to me. And I was just, just shocked just because I wasn't expecting that. And uh, again, they just showed their true colors, their true class. And uh, they've always been a pleasure to work with uh, even before this. And it just goes to the show in times like these, uh, uh, what kind of organization they really are. So I am just from a professional and personal level, very grateful to them. You have a bunch of fighters in different places around the world when you talk with them and and assess their situation at home like what are they telling you yeah so i've made it a point to check in with all of my guys um that are here not in la make sure that they're okay and um just check up on each and every one with them and as i just asked i mean i follow up with them anyway just to see how things are going and then of course now i'm just making sure that given the circumstances they're taking extra precautions that they're doing okay, that their family's doing okay. And frankly, I tell them, listen, there are literally no fights going on right now. And California just put an indefinite hiatus on all unarmed combat events uh, in the state. So, and at this point, you can't even congregate in groups of more than X amount, depending on the state state you're in. So just really don't stress about getting any fights or anything like that. Just Focus on your fight. Uh, focus on your family. Focus on yourself, and stay safe and stay healthy. That nothing matters more. Every fighter is in different situations. You know, some guys or girls are, are single. You know, they have no one to take care of. And you guys, uh, on the other side, you got other fighters on the other side that have a family. They have to take care of them. Are they stressed out? Are they? What are they telling you? You know, with this self quarantine or social distancing that's going on? Yeah, I mean, from at least my fighters, the ones that I'm with, they're they're fine. They're they're all great. They're they're tough as nails. I mean, they go to war inside the cage on the mats, and frankly, the hardest part for them probably, as it is for me, really, is just 
the inactivity and just going a little stir crazy without being able to do anything. But they're mentally tough and they've handled adversity far worse than having to just kind of be inactive for a little while. So from that perspective, I'm not concerned about them. I'm just worried about the actual global impact of it. God forbid having an impact to someone close to close to them. I feel online they're focused on the the financial uh, burden, yeah. right? That this is putting on yeah. uh, not just fighters, you know, just everybody that that are you know they're not making they're living paycheck to paycheck, and a lot of fighters are living paycheck to paycheck. So, um, what do you say to a fighter, you know, that that is living paycheck to paycheck? Are you just trying to focus them on just kind of their family and not think about uh, training as much, or do you tell them, hey? train and and just try to live your life as regular as possible mm -hmm. i mean yeah i mean i haven't had my fighters tell express that to me i think they are all mature enough to understand the situation at hand and frankly it goes way beyond just fighters it goes to pretty much workers all over the world like the government workers service industry my world certainly impacted by, impacted by it as well so rather than being concerned by a paycheck by paycheck situation at this point it's like a day by day situation let's survive let's make it through and just let's do our best and yeah, i know the whole let's do our best sounds cheesy but really that's that's all we can do we have no precedent for something like this and we just really gotta just keep our calm and just really try to be as rational as possible. I mean, the most exhausting part about the news that we're seeing here is just how galvanizing it is from a political point of view and certainly from a racial perspective. And man, I just want the doctors to tell me what the actual truth of the situation is. That's all that matters to me. I don't want to deal with the politics. The, the racial stuff is for a different person, different conversation, but it's out, it's out there too. And uh, really you're seeing certain aspects of society uh, rear its ugly head uh, at this point. Have you have you seen any of that? Have you experienced any of that uh, racism or, you know, because of this virus? No, not personally. Um, I Not by the people that I know, and certainly not even by chance. Uh, I've not had uh, any instance of that. But I know friends that have been through that, and, and certainly, listen, I'm not pretending it's not out there yeah so it's it must be more apparent around in america probably more than anywhere else in the world because it's it's the melting pot it's the biggest melting pot in the world you know i feel bad for those people you know because a lot of those people they don't know how to defend themselves they're because those the people that are getting attacked are people that most likely do not know how to defend themselves so they're being bullied and and yeah. and, and targeted and because of what they look like and and you know and probably not just what they look like but how they look you know what i mean like what their physical features are you know so it's just it's just sad to see that um uh now with uh with all this going on yourself how is your daily life you know do do are you just working from home or do you actually go outside from time to time or what's happening in your life yeah so i'm basically working from home in my apartment where i'm at right now uh our work instituted that last week, and uh, I I still do go outside um, just to get some fresh air, get a, get a walk, run an errand or two, go for a run, and just as far as staying physically active, 
I'll do stuff like in my apartment or I'll actually like go up to my roof on the apartment just to like do something, just get some push ups, sit ups and just some calisthenics and just, you know, like functional strength type exercises that you can do since the gyms are sales are closed. The Jiu Jitsu gyms are closed, the like regular gyms are closed. So uh, only uh, essential businesses are remaining open. So we just got to make do with the situation that we're in. And um, again, like I, I keep going to it, just do our best because it's easy to say, but it's, it's hard to do. There are times where it feels like I'm losing track of the days. I mean, just yesterday I was like talking to a friend of mine, like, Oh, like, what are you guys doing on, on this Friday? And they're like, it's Saturday, man. I'm like, Oh yeah, it is Saturday. So there are elements where it sometimes kind of blurs together since you're in the same surroundings all the time. But that's why, again, you just need to really make sure you provide yourself with some kind of external stimuli, whether it's just listening to music, getting some exercise in, or uh, coming on board with uh, Kumite TV to speak with you and see, uh, check in with you and see how things are going. Definitely, definitely. Now, uh, I think you just recently uh, announced that you signed uh, a new fighter to the roster. Sean Santella. Now, how did that all come together? He's he's a guy that's been around for a while, so he's probably seen everything in the game. Oh, yes, you're absolutely right about that. Um, I was referred to Sean by, uh, actually, again, uh, Hobson Gracie, who had sent me to uh, Talita, if you recall. And um, so it just started with a phone call. I spoke with Sean on the phone for a couple of hours, actually, and... Uh, I told him about my story, my background, and he told me about his experience and his time in the fight game. And he's had a lot to go through, and he's uh, had his rise to the top. He's 23 and 7. He's one of the best flyweights out there. And uh, frankly, he needs his shot, and he deserves his shot at that next level, whether it's with UFC, one, Bellator, one of those... uh, Big time organizations. Uh, it's his time, and uh, it, he he deserves it. I don't want to like I don't like saying that word because you know, life's unfair. But he deserves it. He works his butt off. He advocates for himself. He trains as hard as anyone I know, and uh, he's just a good guy, well spoken guy. And uh, those are the types of people that I try to focus on when I add them to my roster and try to work with them because those are the type of people you don't have to worry about and you know that they can be as reliable for you as I know that I will be for them. So Sean, he's he's kind of in limbo right now, is he? Yeah, I guess that's a, one way you could describe it because he, you know, he was a CFFC champ and um, you know, after that he was trying to get to the next level with a couple of organizations and things kind of didn't get quite there. They fell through last minute and like lots of like almost. So uh, it's, yeah, it's been a little tough to finally get to that like next level and be in the cage doors locked behind you because he's come very, very close in terms of being in that situation. Just uh, just the, the last minute aspects of the sport, unfortunately uh, worked against him uh, time and time again. And uh Fortunately, he has an army of allies uh, beside him that are advocating for him, uh, both people that he trains with, uh, people that he knows very well, uh, you know, Frankie Edgar, Hanzo Gracie, etc. They've all 
put in words um, on his behalf and will continue to do so. And certainly I'm going to be using all my resources to help him out as much as I can as well. Have you heard anything from Bellator? Of course, this situation is is never ending, it seems like, with the with the virus. But have you heard anything from them saying this is kind of like when we're, we target to return to having any kind of events or is just everything postponed indefinitely? Yeah, as of as of now, I'm not aware of any new updates. I uh, dropped my one of my contacts a line just the other day asking him how things are going on, but I'm sure they're scrambling themselves trying to figure out what's going on, not only for their work situations, but obviously for their own you know, personal lives as well. So I'm not trying to press them too hard on what's going on. I'm still staying busy, of course, trying to uh, talk with people, make sure the wheels are still spinning with things. But... Uh, you know, things are happening at a level much bigger than just fighting. So when you extrapolate that, it's kind of easy to see like, oh, we're no need to probably press at this point just yet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to send out a mass email to every single person once they figure it out and 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 have their next event. Because it halts so much, so much that's going on with the promotion, you know, with tournaments yeah. and and titles and everything and, and just like prospects needing fights and and yeah. continuing their momentum uh up the ranks and all exactly. kinds of stuff guys that want, that were supposed to debut for the promotion there's just everything is just halted to a stop so it's just we just gotta and wait we gotta wait it out right absolutely and i know these guys are all hungry but we just again just gotta hold the fort down wait when the time's ready Fights will return. Sports will return. And uh, certainly Bellator will. They run a great shop and they will be back better than ever. UFC, obviously, you know how they, they, they run like a well-run oil machine as well. So uh, just got to be patient. It's tough. It's excruciating. I won't, I won't paint it, try to you know make it seem any easier than it is. But again, we just got to be patient, stay busy, stay working. So once the fights do come along, we'll be ready to hit the hit the ground running. We won't just start from then. We'll be prepared once they are ready to go. So that's what I keep telling my guys: like, listen, just keep moving, keep doing what you can, and uh, I won't be stopping on my end because once the lights get turned back on, so to speak, I'll be ready to go for them as well. Control what you can control. It means more than ever now. Do not worry about what is out of your hands. It means more than ever now. Exactly. And that's the precise words that I kept talking to Marcus and his team about last week because, you know, we're getting questions. What's going on? Are they going to fight or not going to fight? Is it going to be audience or is it not going to be an audience? I don't know. All I know is that we need to make weight by... You know, 10 a.m. at this location, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a workout later that afternoon. Get ready. That's what we're going to do. And, again, that's those are the things that we know that we can't control, to know that, that we know that we have to do, and we'll do them. We will be prepared to do what we need to do. We're, we're ready to work. We're ready to complete our end of the bargain. And that's all we can control. If you try to worry about all the other things that you can't control, all the variables, you're going to lose your mind. And 
you know, you won't get anything done on top of that. So it doesn't help anyone to uh, be in that kind of mindset. And luckily, none of us were. And uh, we just we just rolled with the punches, as, as you would say. One hot topic, you know, that's been in the news or just just in conversations throughout the community, the MMA community is is the judging, you know, MMA judging. Um, there's many different styles of judging, but in North America, they go by the, you know, the, the, the boxing format, the, the 30, the 30, 28, you know, the, you know, those, those numbers. Um, what do you think about the judging, you know, that's been going on lately? And, and do you feel like there should be a, a different style of judging that you, you rec you, you uh, prefer? Uh, I mean, it's not, unfortunately, anything new to, to see this much variance in the judging. I mean, it's been like this for as long as I can remember. So it coming up again now isn't anything new. And we've been on the receiving of that, uh, receiving end of that directly once. Uh, I know um, um, from Marcus's fight at MSG last year, that was a split decision. And even when they announced that, like, you could see Marcus be like, what? Like, and apparently what I heard was that one of the judges there was filling in the cards uh, for the reverse co corner accidentally. And uh, mm -hmm. luckily it didn't impact uh, the result in any way. But, oh, my goodness, like, <laughs> if it had... I would have uh, I, I would have been going to work. Let's say that, and um, I think really the only thing you can do is just have continued training for MMA judging, higher scrutiny, because there are good MMA judges out there and good trainers uh, to do so. And for example, um, Kevin McDonald, the referee, actually runs certified uh, judging courses at the Association of Boxing Commissions conferences every year. Uh, which I've actually attended previously. And, uh, I mean, no one knows, uh, I mean, double better judges, the refs know as well as anyone what's going on inside the cage better than anyone else. And I think you just need to be able to give judges more access to that level of training. The problem is you have 50 different athletic commissions around the country, you have the sanctioning bodies all over the world. They're not all going to have the same resources or access to these types of judging, but just it's a bit of a war of attrition when it comes down to it. Just you gotta just work hard to not leave it in the hands of the judges, as as Dana always says, because you just never know what's gonna happen. And uh, I, I know a while ago they were floating the idea of having like. Uh, fractional scoring systems, like having like 0.5 into that. And there's no way that's a good idea. You, you add decimals into the equation here, that's going to make things even more confusing. And uh, uh, people talk about MMA math when it comes to this fighter beats that fighter. When you add that in more literally with decimal points to the scoring system, that's just not going to happen. You just need better access for people that want to judge to the, to the guys that are providing sound training on how to appropriately judge a fight. What about open judging? They just recently did that at the Invicta event uh, a couple mm -hmm. weeks back. Did you did you check that out? What did you think of that? Yeah, that's always been a concept that's been discussed. I know that's 
it goes against the grain of tradition and probably purists don't like it. But at this point, I, I know a lot of fighters have said, like, listen, if, I, if I'm down, I want to know that I'm down, especially if I think that I'm up. And I think it's worth a shot. Maybe give it a trial basis uh, and just and see, see how that works out and see how the feedback is from the judges, uh, or from the fighters, from the, their cornermen and the coaches. And... Just see. I mean, I don't. I don't think it, it can hurt to give that a trial run. Yeah, they've been doing it in Japan for the last couple of years for for Pangrace, and it does have a, a a good effect. I believe you know the the fighters know that they are down, so they when they go out in that third round or even in the second round, it makes a difference. It makes a difference in the fighters oh, and even if a guy tries to cruise, it doesn't matter because the other guy knows he's down. So right. he's going to go in there and attack and chase after the other guy, which right. which impacts the fight. So I think it'll, yeah, it doesn't hurt in your, like you said, um, uh, there's also a, a, a website. Have you heard, have you seen this website called MMA decisions.com? Uh, yes. Yes. I'm That's aware. also a different way of judging too, where you get the, the media, the media judges the, the the fights online and it's yeah. like maybe 15 uh individuals from different media outlets and they give yeah. their scorecards and they look sometimes they look totally opposite from the judges sitting cage yeah. side uh who yeah. do you think would be better at judging do you think it would be like media members do you like the idea of media members maybe being able to judge fights also uh i have to say no on that because mm -hmm. Uh, and I say that with no disrespect intended for anybody in the media, but it just, again, that opens up the variance so much more. And uh, uh, you don't know where these guys are coming from. They, they have to go through their own set of uh, certifications that, they, that the judges would. And you have no idea what biases they may have where or what previous experience they have. So if they want to... Be a judge, by all means, go be a judge. Uh, just uh, obviously, you know, be aware of any potential conflict of interest that could could happen, but do so in an official capacity, not have the media in as a actual judge and affecting the outcome of uh, a sporting event. I mean, what sport out there does that? There's none. I mean, have them have input on the Hall of Fame as they do in other sports, but absolutely not for actual uh scoring criteria all right well yeah um that, yeah it's just always i always love asking people about media being involved in judging because you see that a lot online is like the media people just like giving their own scorecards and and uh, oh I, yeah. I think it's i think it's great especially for like monday morning analysis because again mm -hmm. they do have a lot of knowledge about the sport and they're in the position being so familiar with the sport where they can shed light on the instances where the judging is not up to par. So that's what their most important role is. And that's what they've been doing again recently in bringing that up to light in that, listen, the judges are still not really seeing these fights properly. And you are impacting the career trajectories of so many fighters by doing this. And in boxing too, for that matter. And you know, the, the difference between a win or a loss completely changes the trajectory of who you're going to fight next and your financial successes or failures because of that. So, 
again, they really need to come down on that and make the judging scoring system much more consistent and much more reliable. Michael, thank you so much, man, for the time. And uh, I'm glad you're, uh, you're doing well you know, in your isolation and, and being productive and, and actually getting the physical exercise on top of getting your work done, which I think that's very important. A lot of people are probably getting work done, but they just, after that, they, the couch is there, right? And the yep. couch is calling and, and Netflix is, is calling and all these, you know, the, the fast food service delivery services like calling, right? It's everything's calling you, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's very easy to be, stagnant uh i trust me i've fallen victim to that plenty of times before so but right now i'm just trying to keep both body and mind healthy so i can be ready for my guys and um once uh the fights are back on so will we and uh i'm, I'm excited for all of them because uh i have some great guys under my management right now and i'm uh, looking forward to seeing them back in action again really soon